Rockets cannot win a road game this season, and Alperin Shangun continues his incredible start to the season. Let's talk about it. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Summit State of Mind, presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. In this episode, we're going to discuss why the Rockets cannot win a road game this year, the Rockets' 8-8 eight and eight start to the season, Alperin Shangun's continued torrid start to the season, and a Rockets versus Lakers preview. GM, let's go straight into it. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's not talk differently about it. I want to go straight into it. But before I do, I do have a question for our listeners. Why have the Rockets not won a road game this year? Drop a comment on the video. Let us know how you feel. Drop it. I want to know your opinion. Jim wants to know your opinion. Let us know why the Houston Rockets have not won a road game this year. So comment on the video. Super kick the subscribe button. Like our video. And be sure to subscribe to our show. GM... I mean, the question's simple. I mean, what's going Why? on? What is going? What's Why? going on? What, we are zero and seven to start the year. I would have never predicted this. Yeah. The, with the, with with how well we've actually been playing this season, mm-hmm. and how like good we've been. Like overall, I mean, road games have been woes, but I mean, we haven't we haven't played despicable road games like by any no, means. We like we're not playing like the worst team in the league like like the past two years. Mm-hmm. Why is it, GM? Why have the Rockets? been winless on the road give me your opinion i feel like it's it's a myriad of issues that have come along with these road losses um execution is definitely for one that goes on the team and the coaching i mean everybody is held accountable in that regard for the losses i mean if you've seen every single game we've been in it every single game we haven't been blown out on the road outside of the most recent game against the nuggets and the first game against the magic the common denominator with those is that the games are close and execution at the end was piss poor uh that's that's about as easy as you can put it uh number two youth youth is definitely a thing of where uh pressure makes diamonds they're they're getting pressure in certain situations on the road that they haven't been able to handle yet or get a great grasp of uh those issues will roll along and they will get better as the season progresses. Right. I mean, zero and seven is terrible, but we've hit a string of bad luck. The schedule has been not so friendly to us. Back to backs, Denver on the second night of a back to back, not ideal. After playing another top team in Dallas, it's the weirdest. Yeah, it's been the weirdest schedule. Like yeah. I think in NBA history, at least from a Rocket standpoint. Like they even <laughs> talked about on the broadcast yesterday how weird it is. You know, you take like pretty much a week off and mm-hmm. then you play a ton of back-to-backs in between yeah um maybe a, on account of the in-season tournament obviously making all 30 teams adjust accordingly yeah um with the rockets now out of the tournament uh i don't get to wear my my rockets in what is it my in-season tournament Champions. my my nba cup uh t-shirt remains a dream <laughs> maybe next year uh maybe they, next year. hopefully if they hold it but maybe I mean, we'll get playing champs you know we'll advance to the actual playoffs you know i would like that that would be nice <laughs> right by the way shout outs to you and your vocabulary i did enjoy the word myriad i was You're like welcome. oh nice was that on your word of the day calendar <laughs> i'm sorry sat words for days SAT i'm an educated young man did you remember your sat score i don't actually remember no, my I, don't SAT remember score. I didn't score very well though I did the retake, and I think I got a couple hundred points. But I, it did, wasn't, I did. It wasn't that. like yeah. it wasn't overly fantastic. All right, Jim, you're you're getting me distracted. Um, good points overall. I think in terms of why this team has been struggling. Um, I I brought up 
a few bullet points mm-hmm. uh, for me. Why? Why have the Rockets been 0-7 on the road? I think it's a multiple. I think it's a myriad of things, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I think lack of execution down the stretch. Um, that can go both offensively and defensively. Um, just, just a, a lack of, you know... Committing well, the lack of discipline and committing fouls down the stretch, which is, and I will, and I will shoot the blame on somebody here because this, this is, it does go down, it boils down to one person. That's the most aggressive person on defense. It goes down to Dylan Brooks, who has made a made a bunch of really bad fouls, and he's owned up to it. You know, shouts to Dylan Brooks, who's owning to his, to knowing his mistakes and isn't hiding from media scrums in any way. He's yeah. telling people, "Hey, this is on me. Like, mm-hmm. my my team expects better of me, and I have not." You know, I haven't been showing up to work like I should, especially down the stretch. Maybe a couple of fouls that he didn't commit down the road. You may be looking at instead of zero and seven, maybe two and five. You, I think two or three of those games could have been winnable if Dylan didn't yeah, there was commit definitely a couple some of fouls down games. the stretch. There's quite a few of them, right? Sure. Especially you know the Laker game, the Lakers game for Spurs one, game. Spurs game for another. This wasn't Dylan Brooks, but that Clippers game, giving up that three and one by Jay Sean Tate. Like there's just lack of execution down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, defensive lapses, obviously, that can be another that can be another point of uh, contention. Unable to make clutch plays uh, to seal games, like you know what I mean. They they have opportunities, and it's not like the Rockets have played behind most yeah. of these games. Like a, mm-hmm. a lot of these gap, these margin for errors have been very slim. Mm-hmm. Like the Clippers game could have gone. Uh, I think Clippers game was a toss up. Lakers game is a toss up. Yeah. Um. What else off the top of your head? I think there were there were multiple games that have, were were toss ups for this team, and I think. What's what's kind of what it's boiled down to is a mul- is a multitude. I like what you said in terms of youth. I think the I think obviously youth being a big deal, and I think we don't give enough credit to Udoka, who is still learning the system within his team and finding the pieces that work that can win road games. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I know he probably just doesn't care. He's like, fuck it, I will go with whatever lineup works because I want to win a road game. Yeah, and I think that's you know they've been snake bit. There's a multitude of issues here in terms of why they haven't, uh, and I'm not like blaming it on I, refs. Want, refs had a hold of a couple of these games. The Clippers game being, you know, highlighting it for one. Yeah. There's just they've been snake bit, like low key. Like it's not. I, I'm not gonna sol- solely blame one player. I'm not gonna solely blame um, the 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 team as a whole. Um, I think there can be multiple blame put in, you know, on other app, on other facets, on the refs maybe, a couple calls missed, a couple calls that were made that shouldn't have been called. I think, you know, the 0-7 start, it looks terrible on paper, but it's not like we're losing 30 like we did in Game 1 against the Magic. We've played yeah. multiple games where we've we've played well. Like, we've played yeah. well enough to win in Most my opinion. Most of the time, yeah. The last, like, minute is where the game gets lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, we've held leads going into fourth quarters, I believe, in almost every game outside of the two big losses. Uh, we've been in every game. Uh, all... well, the Spurs game should have been won, Absolutely. By the way. I mean, we were up a decent amount uh, but the last minute, and you know, shit just goes haywire. I, I, I feel like it's just a matter of learning, uh, watching film. I, I mean, as cliche as it sounds, I just believe like this team is going to learn. The woes, you know, like whatever, the error of their ways. I mean, when Ime coached the Celtics, shout out to Brad. He put out the stat. The Celtics started out 8-8. Eight and eight. What are the Rockets' record? 8-8. Eight and eight. Eight and You eight. told me we start 8-8. Eight and eight, I would be like, holy crap, we're 500 at 16 games in? Like, we've been suffering the past three years 
and now we're complaining, you know, and the, the, the great thing about it is I'm not mad about the complaining. They've put themselves on such a high pedestal with their performance in the first 16 games that damn right we're a little mad. You know, it's, I'm not saying well, I that. Think the, I think, well, I think they just want to win a road game. I don't think yeah. like it's, I don't think the fan base as a whole has pitchforks. No, not like that. Right. I just believe that the fans' expectations have risen. So frustrations will definitely be spoken of in terms of these losses. The fans right. aren't saying right. like, oh man, at least we were close. It wasn't, that's how it was the last three years. Now the expectation going into every game is Yeah, you got to win. Got to win. And right. I love that. And I believe it's such a beautiful thing. And to see that we care this much, even though it is embarrassing, 0-7, it's not fun to talk about. But, you know, the the silver lining is that the overall record is 8-8. Eight and, eight. and we can only go up from here. 0-7 oh yeah, no. is not going to last forever. Right. No, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And it, and it pivots perfectly to our next subject, which the GM decided to jump the gun. Because we were going to talk about the eight and eight start, but he oh sorry he yeah, showed yeah. his cards a little too early. I did. So I will take over the rest of this uh, subject. Touche. We're going to go eight. <laughs> we're going to talk about the eight and eight Rockets featuring just me, the commish. Going to talk about the eight and eight start. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the Houston Rockets. Uh, it segues perfectly into our next segment. Let's talk about it. Uh, the GM obviously wants to talk about it. Let's talk about the eight and eight start. If I were to tell you, GM, and our listeners, our wonderful listeners uh, that subscribe to our channel. If I were to tell you in July, after you acquire Fred Van Vliet, after you acquire Dylan Brooks, after you acquire Jock Londale, I giggle when I say that, um, after you draft the men Thompson, draft Cam Whitmore, that you would be 8-8 eight and eight to start the season. 8-8 eight and eight within the first 16 games of the season. Also, shout-outs to Lashard Binkley because he's the one that put out this stat for us. He's a friend of the show, by the way. Shout-outs to you, my good man. He's been on our show before. Uh, the Rockets have had the seventh most difficult strength of schedule for the first 16 games of the season the seventh most that means there are 23 teams that have an easier schedule than the houston rockets yeah they've played the defending nba champions three times three times and they've gonna, won two of them <laughs> and we've won two out of the three yeah we've seen we've seen the lakers multiple times not like they're like a crazy team but they're still a team with lebron and anthony davis yeah like th- these are not easy games and the fact that you're eight and eight to start the season this is what i want to talk about i want to talk about it right now because i think it's really important that the you know that our listeners also kind of you know get to enjoy what this is because eight and eight i mean it's a it's a great start you're talking about what this team is and what they represent and how far they've come to get here i mean you you know you 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 don't miss the two and 14 start (laughs) you know what i mean you were two Definitely and fourteen not. to start multiple seasons in the mm-hmm. last couple of seasons. Here, the fact that you're eight and eight, yeah, eighth seed currently, you're a playing team. If the NBA season starts today, like you are exactly where you need to be. You, some can argue, and some can argue, you are ahead of schedule, way ahead of schedule. GM eight and eight to start the season. The first sixteen games, Alperin Shangun playing like playing like an all star. Jalen Green finally coming around. Um, Jabari Smith playing some consistent basketball. We're finally seeing right here. King of consistency. Uh, King of consistency. Fred Van Vliet being a leader and veteran that we need. uh, Dylan Brooks being the tough dog veteran that we finally have on our team with a little bit of attitude and aggression. Coupled with Tari Eason and Jay Sean Tate to kind of round out that bench. Uh, Shouts to Aaron Holiday as well for kind of coming around and being that veteran backup point guard that we need. Eight and eight start. How are we feeling? Feeling good, man. Overall, feeling good. Like, 
As, I'm feeling as, good. I'm feeling good. As Rockets fans, <laughs> we should feel very, good. very blessed. I oh. feel great. Hashtag Shout blessed. out to Tony Stay Tiger. Hashtag, hashtag blessed. That's what... <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't remember. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. I'm hashtag, sorry. To... Hashtag... Stay hashtag blessed. Jeez. Go on. <laughs> Anyways, this team, based on the expectations to start the year, this is not where I believed we'd be. I thought we'd probably be 6-10. and 10. Uh, Right on the cusp of 500. Probably lost a little close games in, in Houston. Maybe won a road game or two right. already. But... Uh, eight and eight is really, really good, and that's something that. Ain't it great? Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy because we're we're like we're celebrating a five hundred start, but when you look at it in the big picture, what we've suffered the last few years is absolutely something that we have to celebrate. Because to understand that being at a reclamation project, and now we are turning the corner of where. Uh, Chapter two of this rebuild is starting to to come around, and the right pieces are finally in place. Players are starting to play. Al P showing that he's a star. Jalen trying Jalen turning the corner of his inconsistencies, and Jabari Smith Jr. being exactly who we thought he'd be as the most consistent defender, three point shooter, mid range bucket. The man's been doing it all. Uh, Amy Yadoka, Ben Sullivan, man, again those guys. Like shout out to those guys. Uh, even yeah, give them their give them their flowers. You know, a round, round of applause for the coaches, man. Yeah. Round of applause for the coach. Yeah. Wait, no, you know what? A little, we'll give a yeet to the coaches. Yeet, yeet. One time for the coaches. Yeah, but that it, it's 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 the beauty of it all. Uh, as fans, the team itself, there are certain kinks that you definitely want to kind of like work out, but it's all. Uh, what part of the called? process. It's all part of the process. Yeah. It's all. It's just the beginning, and you can already see the way the offense is starting to kind of even change a little bit. We're definitely one of the last teams in pace, but we're definitely in tops in defense. Um, I think we dropped after that game. You we were number yeah, one. no, we were number one. Yeah, so we have dropped. We've given up quite a. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been pretty these last couple yeah. games. Uh, but you know, overall, it's it's quite a sight to see. There's hope, and. For the first time in a long time, it's very exciting to be a fan, to see like a lot of these key, a lot of these decisions, these players come into fruition. And thank goodness we have the right guy at the helm, and hopefully, uh, good decisions can be made come the tread deadline. Uh, you know, uh, where we can bring in maybe one more piece, kind of put us just a little bit over the top without taking away from the guys. I mean, shout out to everybody. Fred Van Vliet doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, we saw shades of Jalen Green handling the ball, probably having his best overall game as a professional last night against the Nuggets. And Aaron Holiday just picking up the pieces where men uh, had, had his little cracks because of the injury. And then Al P, of course, being the main engine, the main cog that's chugging this team along. Like, it's very impressive to see. And, you know, I want to shout out everybody. Dylan Brooks, possibly being the best defender in the league. Yeah. Uh, being probably... In my opinion, probably the most important player on this team because he's the reason why we have this dog mentality on the defensive end. If it wasn't for the defensive end, we would not be 8-8. Eight and eight. So Dylan Brooks has a huge hand in building that culture and that responsibility. I think it's fair to give him his flowers. I was not for the Dylan Brooks signing. I'll gladly eat the crow. I'll gladly humble myself, unlike some other people. But... I'll say this, Dylan Brooks uh, definitely deserves it, and 
I'm very happy that he is a Houston Rocket. He hasn't gotten his own way most of the time. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, too, is that, you know, if I want to tack a little bit on that Go Dylan Brooks thing, because what's been difficult for him is that committing so so, much, so many fouls. Yeah. Um, some are ticky-tack, but, but also I think, I think his reputation precedes him. It's a shame. And yeah. you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of, to a T, Ron Artest. If you remember Ron Artest, shouts to the you know old school Rockets fans that remember Ron Artest from the other Sacramento King days or the one year he was in Houston. Ron Artest is, was somebody who the reputation preceded him, got a tech at any or any opportunity. They were happy to refs were happy to give him a flagrant. Um, but someone like Dylan Brooks, you you just need that guy. Like you need a Ron Artest. You need a Dylan Brooks to be on the team because they become the most important. Yeah, like you said, arguably the most important piece of the team. Like they do become them pseudo glue guys. Not not like a Shane Battier per se, because Dylan Brooks is putting up stats and he's definitely not a stat head like like Shane Battier was. I would that's why I said I would put him more in the Ron Artest mold. But to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, I agree 100% in terms of how this team has been able to succeed based on what was laid out before them. And, and people tend to forget, we are, in, we are in the infancy of year one with Ime. Yeah, We are exactly. literally in its infancy right now. The first 16 games, we are, I mean, the games are starting to chug along. I mean, like, we're 16 games now into the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have 66 games remaining, so there's still a ton of games to be played. But these games are starting to, you know, they're starting to creep up. However, we're still in year one, not even 30 games into the first season. So... Ime Udoka, just like these fans are growing and they're getting growth now within the fan base and fans that have left and stopped watching are coming back, you know what, and and I love it. Fans that are listening in now and watching now that haven't watched these past several years, come on in, please. Pack Toyota Center, we would love it. We need it. We need people in the stadium. We need people in Toyota Center to get loud and proud and to show, you know, the rest of the NBA that, you know, we're we're a real team again. It yep. takes it takes a totality of everybody. So it's not just that. It's also the fact that, you know, the, these guys have decided to come together. They came in a training camp and they made it a point to say, no, we're not, we're not taking L's anymore. Yep. Like this is it. We're gonna start, you know, we're gonna start making a leap into <clears throat> into relevancy and making a leap possibly into the playoffs and maybe maybe within the next year or two maybe contend like i would love for that to be the case maybe two years from now we can contend you never know maybe if they get another core piece maybe next year we're in the top four Mm -hmm. that's the thing and that's what i love about this right now you know you buy the stock now while it's hot you buy the stock now before you know it gets too big and that's what i love about the eight and eight start GM as well to, to add on top of that the good thing about this schedule is is that after the eight and eight start we officially have shouts to Lashard Binkley once again friend of the show who said we now have the sixth easiest strength of schedule with the rest of the sixty six games remaining. Let's take it. And I've said this before, and this can kind of put a bow on the first two segments. I think if the Rockets get one road win, guys, and I'm calling it now, the Rockets see one road win. You know, we always say this in Apollo. Don't don't watch the boy. Don't let the boys get hot. Yep. Don't let the boys get hot. All they gotta hot. see is all they gotta see is one one road win. People tend to forget we started the season zero and three. Yep. And I always said this, and you can check Yeet. my receipts in the past episodes. Yeet. You can tell them all we need to see is one win. Yep. Just see one win. And and if they get one win on the road, they get one win on the road. I'm telling you right now, 
they could they could start like getting closer to 500. I think if they can tack one win on the road, absolutely, they can get a, a string of road wins. Call I think they can maybe dude. win three or four in a row. Yeah. Take advantage of the six easiest strength of schedule. So I'm hoping that we can kind of use that to kind of build the next uh, the next phase here as we kind of start going into the 66 games of the season. So six six easiest yeah. strength of schedule. Definitely it's a good look, place look, to be, look, right? Look into the season as like. You know, six-week report cards, Ken. Oh, Think about it like don't that. Remind me. Think about it in school. Well, actually, it's different now. It's nine-week report cards. And, oh, well, and fours as opposed says, to six, says the six former weeks. teacher. You know, um, know, I'm gonna go old school. I don't like the whole quadrant thing. That's fine. I like quadrants when it comes to stats, but when we're trying to build our own narrative here, we're going six. All right, week six report six cards. week report cards. I was an A B on rules. Yeah, go th- on. Think think about it like that. You know, like if we progress every six weeks and the grades get better and better, then that that's that is. I feel like that's what's gonna happen. This team's gonna go on a run. We haven't hit it yet. Like we were undefeated at home, we had eight. We have eight straight home wins, but this team still has is still bred to go on a run. And like I believe you're right, man. I totally agree with you that don't let the boys get hot, man. Yeah, don't. We let get the boys a dub on the road. Confidence. Yeah. Don't confidence give us confidence. Yeah. Don't give them confidence. Don't give the boys confidence. Don't do they it. They don't know better. They just don't know better right you're now. You damn right. <laughs> That'll pivot perfectly into our segue into our next subject because because. Boy, I, I got to tell you right now, we're 16 games onto the season. We've recorded a couple of multiple episodes per week. Mm-hmm. Some people, I'm not going to say who, uh, some people that I've, I've read on Twitter have said that at some point there's going to be a regression to Alp's game. Mm-hmm. Let's spotlight Alper in Shangun. His continued torrid pace mm-hmm. to becoming an all-star this season. He is now up to 21 points, 9 rebounds, 5.6 assists. 56% shooting, mm-hmm. 30% from three, plus 4.6 points per game. So he's still a net positive every time he's on the court. Mm-hmm. GM, the numbers speak for itself. However, the torrid pace continues. It seems like whenever every time someone people expect him to slow down, he continues to increase. He's now increased scoring. He started at around 18 and 19 per game. Mm-hmm. Now up to 21. The road to the All-Star game is is in full effect. Mm-hmm. What have we thought now? You know, we're a couple weeks in from our first month of the season, 16 games in. Yeah. How are we feeling about LP now? Being able to hold these numbers. I think LP has really proven that he is the engine. You stated this from episode to episode. That did I? He is, he is definitely did the I? engine. Uh I did. The thing is, is that we're running with what's best at this moment, and LP is the best player in terms of handling this offense. His PNR with Fred Van Vliet. Oh, we missed it yesterday. We did. My we gosh. did. But I'm gonna tell you this, oh, man. We missed it when Jalen and LP went to that PNR. It worked. That's where things it started to too. really move forward. It worked. LP <laughs> uh, is versatile in which he can work with multiple ball handlers as long as they can get the ball to him in his spots as well. Uh, LP is really good at finding everybody. He's done a great job. Obviously, there's still little issues here and there in terms of execution down the stretch, but last night he he was, well, not last night, sorry, against Dallas, I apologize, when he was hitting all of his free throws. And let me tell you, that was one of the oh, most impressive huge. things that I've huge. seen. Uh, you know, pe- people were challenging him and making free throws. Even in his, epi- his episode of Podcast P with Paul George, uh, he mentioned his free throw shooting. And that was something that he said that, you know, people get on him about 
because he expects better of himself. And I love that. I'm so happy to hear that, you know, like um, as a player, that's all you want is you want your guy to get better. And I think that overall aspect, I'm hoping that he can keep us up. After 16 games, it's a wonderful thing. But like I've stated from the beginning, I want to see this stuff games 35, 46, 51. Is that kind of where know? you're is that kind of where yeah, you're kind of start it's, leveling it's, out it's, on your full it, opinion? Well, it's more so endurance right. wise. Uh, I'm curious to see when the minutes start really going up and the season goes along, I want to see how long the legs are going to be there. And that's I think that's a right. fair assessment. Right. As a big, uh he's not accustomed to playing these minutes, not even being the whole fulcrum of an offense. He never had that controlled Silas. And you saw in the beginning of the year when you know uh, going down the stretch, especially the first three games, he was like he'd kind of have a little bit of faltering at the end of games due to his stamina. And I've noticed something is that he's gotten better and better as times have gone on. He's still, the the team as a whole have definitely made defensive mistakes, and he's definitely included in that uh, in terms of the away execution uh, to close games defensively. The away stats are holding up though. Yeah, yeah, I mean they like, actually stats, still yeah, hold up. Like yeah. like road to home home splits are still holding up really well. Yeah. All things considered. I think that, you know, like, as as it goes on, if he continues like this, hey, man, shout out to you, bro. Like, I think you've been killing it. And I think that if it does continue at this pace and you continue this as the scene goes on, like, if, if, I feel like if he's he's averaging 32 minutes a game currently, he'll probably end, end the season at around 34 minutes a game, probably averaging 23, 9.5, and, and 6. Right. I feel like that's where he's going to end. Uh, I think he's going to end up scoring more as the season progresses once the offense kind of learns to roll along and not just depend on him in the post, but getting him into places off the ball as well. Uh, but, right. hey, man. Hey, right. Yeah. Can, can, will you indulge me for a second? Will you indulge me? I'm, I'm indulging just, okay, you. All right, I am here. Me. I'm literally here. Okay. Well, you have no choice. But our listeners as well, because you guys are listening. You guys are tuning in. Appreciate y'all. LP, if LP makes an all-star team, mm-hmm. right, this year, yeah, the Rockets. Let's say they they get around the sixth or seventh seed, and it holds, mm-hmm. right? Coming from the worst team to the sixth seed, right? Mm-hmm. We get an All Star appearance. The numbers hold, maybe even increase. Maybe the numbers increase. Maybe he'll end the season at twenty two points per game as opposed to twenty one. I have a hot take. Go for it. I have a hot take. Mm-hmm. He will not win MVP. He will not win MVP. Mm-hmm. I could maybe if the numbers hold. If the numbers hold and the record does go accordingly and the all-star nod is there and the national viewership and the narrative continues to garner the trajectory it's going. They're comparing him to Jokic. They just made a comparison video right now. Mm-hmm. Top three? Uh, I'll say this. I think if the numbers hold uh-huh. and, it incre- and it slightly increases mm-hmm. and we get more national attention, okay, I think... Maybe to okay, I would say top three more realistically, maybe top five, but I think center or player. No, my dog. Oh, MVP voting. I'm talking MVP voting. I think he can be in top ten. I don't know if he'll make top five. Uh, that just if varies the numbers based on hold. Record, if the numbers yeah. hold, right. I will. I will say this: if those numbers hold up and our let's say we finish the sixth seed, he's all NBA third team. I'll say that. Okay, you know what? I'll take an even harder take: all NBA second team. Above Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic? All NBA second team. Fair. I okay. hold. All right. <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe them could get hurt. I will, we'll not see. that I'm wishing it. I'm not no. wishing injury. I just don't think he's going to surpass them. No. Uh, not, not this, this season. Year. Not this season. It's no. very hard to break the top two mold. 
Yeah. Maybe in the next year. What do you guys think? Is he yes. going to make all NBA second team? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Question, guys. Another question, y'all. Drop a comment below. I'm curious. Is he going to make an all NBA team? Could he be top three or four in MVP vote? <laughs> Drop your comment. I'm curious. I do want to know about that. All right, GM, let's get ready to move on here. All right, let's go ahead and continue on, GM, with our last segment of the episode. Rockets versus Lakers on the road. Game number eight on the road. Will this be the one? Can we finally get the one mm-hmm. in one? Can we finally here? Can we finally get the one in one and seven? <laughs> be the one in one and seven. Can we finally get our road win this season? How about this? Let's do it like this. Mm-hmm. Let's do what we usually do to get the first road win of the season. Three key points. Prediction. Uh, wait. Score prediction. Okay. One execution down the stretch. The team cannot make the same mistakes they made last time in L.A. I'm looking at you, Dylan Brooks. Going for that steal at the end of the game on LeBron, just absolute horrible. It's mean, not it. It's not it. Uh, he, I th- he knows it. I think that he knows it. it's not Dylan's fault, but if we're going to put it into microcosm of things, obviously that kind of shifted uh, the momentum a little bit there, and that's what got them the one-point victory. Uh, overall, execution, like I stated. You know, stay out of foul trouble. Keep up the defense. Uh, secure rebounds. Last night, the Rockets could not secure a damn thing against the Nuggets. Um, and, you know, height is definitely something that we are deficient at. But grab the boards. That's definitely huge. Get second opportunities in that regard. And number three, we need to get Alp and Jalen go- J- going together in stride cohesively there you go uh, that's what i want to see i want to see those two i want to see our stars our money makers go into la write their own script and come up with a beautiful hollywood ending and getting that first road victory in la that was beautiful 109 104 rockets yeah, 109 104 i want to run through a wall right now that was Boom. wow that was a moment that was a moment <laughs> that was a moment okay good stuff gm all right for me i got my three key points mm-hmm. one i need them to out hustle their opponent i think that that is what's kind of been what's snake bitten this team on the road is the inability to out hustle the team in the last seconds last minutes of the game they get leads they cannot maintain leads in the fourth quarter yeah that's second chance points that may be given up Mm -hmm. um that's you know lack of execution down the stretch which i have talking points i've made earlier so i need them to out hustle their opponents uh key number two which i think is actually uh which i think is very important contain anthony davis um lebron is gonna lebron and LeBron's in LA. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, LeBron can get 35. That's fine. Yeah. 35, 36, he can get 40. I, I just, I, LeBron's going to LeBron. I'm not yeah. worried about LeBron. AD, I think, needs to be contained. And what I mean contained is you can't let him get whatever he wants. You have to hold him off on the boards. Alperin Shangun's going to have to play a very, very, very tough defensive game. I think he can do it. I think he's very capable, and I feel like we're. that's what's definitely going to be key to getting this uh, first road win of the season. Key number three, I want to extend upon what you were saying, you know, get the moneymakers going, as in Shangun and Jalen. I want to see an, a Fred Van Vliet pick and roll to perfection, and I think they sat him last night because they knew they were going to need him Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I think Fred plays. Fred's going to play, uh, but... 
this is my key here. I need all three. And what I mean three is I want the three young men to come in there. And that includes Jabari. Jabari continue to be Jabari. When he applies pressure on that offense by hitting his shots, it, it opens up the floor for everybody. Our de facto, our X-factor guy. When he starts playing well, when he starts putting it, when he starts putting his points together, this team becomes very difficult to defend. It opens the floor for Jalen. It uh, when LP wants to go into the post, they can't double. Yep, they can't double as often because they will leave the threat of Jabari with ball movement included. There's a lot of options here, but execution obviously being an important thing. But I do want to see our our big guns come out and score. And then also a little tiny nugget, I would like for uh dylan brooks to not get in foul trouble that would be very very just, nice just a, just a, a tiny nice, request just tiny, a small one just the tiniest of requests you know i want i want a little pepper on my on my pasta that's it just give me a little just give me a little lick of that yeah uh prediction i'm seven i'm seven and one in this prediction so i'm gonna keep it going 118 <laughs> 112. Houston Rockets do get the first one. I almost look. I almost like looking at your reaction at this point. 118 to 112. The Houston Rockets get their first road win of the season. Guys, I want to know how y'all feel. Drop a comment. Let us know what your score prediction is going to be for Rockets versus Lakers. Uh, GM, before we get ready to go home here, obviously, uh, one thing we have to give a shout out and an ad, of course, to. Big City Wings one time. A little two for Tuesday action. My favorite place that I like to watch my Houston Rockets. If I, you know, Houston Astros during the season, watch the Astros. Get a little Houston sports action. Or if you like NCAA or anything of that nature, WWE? go check them out. Or WWE. Oh, no, there's no WWE on Tuesdays. Oh, by the way, touche. I was saying Tuesdays, but oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, you can go there on a Monday. Yeah, NXT on a Monday. Tuesday. NXT, oh wow, good call. NXT Tuesday. Uh, be sure to check them out. Two for Tuesday. Be sure to buy. That means buy one get one. Bone in or boneless. I prefer the bone in. I prefer medium and lemon pepper. And I am golden, man. Five plus five, make it mm-hmm. ten. Add some fries, and I'm golden. What were your two flavors? You go for spicy ranch, lemon pepper, and I forgot what the other one is. It's a gold. It's like gold sauce. something. Yeah. Yeah. It's delicious. It is delightful i'd like to i'd like to shift yeah spicy ranch lemon pepper thank me later thank you thank them later yes (laughs) and then you can also be sure to go there on sundays uh they have all the nfl games on including your houston texans that's right big city wings houston's wing joint apollo's wing joint one time gm let's get ready to go home here but before we go home we have to do one more very important thing Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to the GM. Happy birthday to you. Let's get him a win against the LA. Woo! Happy birthday, Friday big brother. Saturday. Saturday. Okay. So Saturday. it's not on your exact birthday, but okay. on the eve of this episode release, it is going to be his birthday. No matter how you may feel, drop a comment and give my give my brother, my dear co-host, the GM, a very happy birthday well, right thank now. thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday. Uh, You're about entering your... Uh, I don't want to... I'm not calling you out, but you are entering your dream year. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I'm entering my Hakeem year. You're entering so, your dream you. year. You take Nolan that information Ryan, as you will. Uh, what's his name? Earl uh, Campbell. Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell action. There you go. The big 3-4. Uh, You're welcome. Let's freaking get it. Let's freaking get it. Absolutely. No, no. Age is just the number. It's a fine wine over here. <laughs> so let's get ready to go home here. GM, give the people what they want. Give the people what they want one time. Oh, I don't know if they're ready for it. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at JP underscore 
Mirabueno. Follow the podcast on Twitter and TikTok at Summit, S-O-M-P-O-D. Follow us on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore P-O-D. Make sure our, to follow our people, our brothers, our family at Apollo NBA and at Apollo H-O-U. And don't you forget to super kick that subscribe button. Boom. All right. Nice. Good point. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Summit Commission. Shouts to our Apollo Podcast Network brethren that continue to kill the game. BTD, Beyond the Diamond Crown, Jewel of Astros Podcast. Be sure to give them first your first listen for all Astros content. Shout outs once again to the Apollo Texans off the gridiron. CJ Stroud is killing it. Be sure to give them your first listen for all Houston Texans content. And of course, once again, we appreciate each and every one of y'all that continue to make us your first listen for each and everything related Houston Rockets as we end the book on episode 190, inching closer to 200. Let's get ready to go home here as our producer gives us go home cue as I end. I'm going to end this as I end every episode with a go summit, go Apollo. And for the love of God, let's get our first road win on Saturday against the LA Lakers. Go Rockets. Oh, and one more thing. Yay. 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 The summit. Four, 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 four